What's shaking, cats and kittens? Rob Lee here for this month's presenting sponsor, Night Owl Gallery. Night Owl Gallery is an intimate, artist-run exhibition space showcasing the original paintings and fine art prints of Beth Ann Wilson. Also, it features curated goods from local artists and craftsmen. You'll be sure to find one-of-a-kind gifts, handcrafted jewelry, home decor items, along with a few vintage treasures. Located in the rear of 248 South Conklin Street in Highland Town, across from Sally O's, Night Owl Gallery is a unique space that brings together Wilson's love of the arts, community, and culture. Additionally, Night Owl Gallery hosts an array of arts and crafts workshops throughout the year and participates in community events, many of which are free and open to the public. So in this ever-changing world, safety is their priority. So feel free to join them and hit them up online at www.nightowl.gallery. Tell them Rob Lee sent you. Welcome to Getting to the Truth in His Art. I'm your host, Rob Lee, and this is on MTR Podcast. My next guest is a writer, poet, event planner, brand ambassador, dancer, promoter, collaborator, and an apparel owner. Please welcome DJ. Hello. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for uh, coming on. Thank you for having me. So... I had a laundry list of the 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 multiple um, the multiple avenues that 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 you're in the multiple places that you work within. Um, so put that together for that for us. Form that for us. Describe your work. Oh, wow. Um, so everybody knows me as DJ, but my brand is hashtag DJ Said It. So that started probably like three years ago. I started like writing. I've been writing poetry forever. But I started putting a DJ set at the end of everything. And then it just kind of grew from there to started writing quotes over the last uh, three years. And then it went from that to me starting my own promotions team, which consists of entertainers, uh, vendors, entrepreneurs. Um, I started that last year, had my first fashion show. So after that, it went from there to an apparel owner, which is in the works. So that will be released soon. I had to get some certain things in place so that way when I release it uh, legally, it's where it needs to be. Um, yeah, so that kind of, that kind of sums it up a little bit. Yeah, and as far as the brand ambassador, like I invested for my for my own brand and, and a few other brands. So like I'm a person where if I see your brand and I like it, I will purchase and promote it. You know, that's that's how we get the word around and support each other. Yeah, and I, and I think that's really really important and really big here, especially in Baltimore, where you know, Baltimore has a lot of talent. This area has a lot of talent and a lot of really interesting, unique people who are hard workers. It's a blue collar city with that edge of having a lot of creativity. And I think a lot of times people kind of jump for what's popping, what's hot, and they may not do what you just described of supporting. Yeah. And I, the way I usually put it is be an evangelist for me, endorse me. You know, yeah. it's more than just, hey, I did a like. No, no, no. Yeah, really yeah. be be vehement about that. So with all of the things that you do, you, you, you touch on like poetry was kind of that initial thing. Right. So yeah. creative, creative, creatively. What is that first love for you? Is it poetry? And whatever the first love for you may be creatively. Why is that your first love? Hmm. I would say poetry because I've been doing it for so long, but everything stems from it because uh, poetry for me is a way, it's a language and it can be expressed in various ways. So I've been dancing for a long time as well. So they go hand in hand. So being able to 
So there's a difference between a, a poet and a spoken word artist. Sure. I try to tell people that. So being a poet more so behind the scenes and being able to touch people without even directly having to say anything per se, um, just like dance. So I would say that that's my first love because I don't have to say anything and my actions speak volumes. Like it's just, it just has that effect. It's just like dance. It has that effect of making people feel a certain type of way, making them think, making them, when you write and you release those words, it makes people also get a vision and they kind of step into where you are. So yeah, poetry would have to be my first love. So, so when, since, since that is your, your first love, when you think of influences in that space, or it may, it may be people who are within the, the realm of poetry or people outside of that realm of poetry, who are some of your influences or what are some of your influences? Cause I think mm. it's, can be bigger than people sometimes, right? <laughs> I would say also when I was younger, not being able to, thinking that I couldn't be heard because I'm, I'm a very quiet person, so to speak, and not feeling like I could express myself yeah. without having to deal with people bashing or whatever, whatever their, their reaction was gonna be. Writing was my outlet and it saved a lot. Of, of hurt and all that stuff. Like I could just release it through my writing. I could let my tears, I could smile, I could be happy, all that stuff on paper. And, yeah. and it was real. It wasn't like it was, it was fake, it was real. But it, um, my experiences are what, are what led to that, to that writing. So I've been through a lot. I've been through a lot. So I would say like growing up being, um, being black. Well, being black, I didn't really have, I didn't have some issues that some people do have. Um, fortunately I didn't have that, yeah. but being dressing how I dress. Okay. You know, then being, uh, a queer person of, of color that too, and then coming from a religious setting as well. So all of that stemmed into my, my writing and as time went on, like I, sometimes I look back at my writing and I have a book with some of the stuff I, I've written and then it transitioned from that to electronic. And I look yeah. and I see how much it has grown. And I look back at the stuff that I was going through during those years. And I'm like, wow, that is the reason why I'm the writer that I am today and the person that I am today because of those experiences. And if I was to ever reveal some of those writings, I know people would be like, oh my God, I can't believe. People used to, I used to write, I remember I went away for a summertime uh, for, it was a regional math and science program yeah. and people were really getting on my nerves and I, I had to write. And so people would try to sneak and steal my work just so they could see if I was talking about them. <laughs> That's how powerful it was. But yeah, my experiences are what, what led to the writing and it being my passion. That's good. I, um, I used to, I used to write back in uh, high school. Um, I was one of these people that I didn't find one outlet and I used to look at it like it was a negative thing. So I was doing illustrations, drawing and all of that stuff. And then I went into writing and I kind of liked that a lot. And kind of in that same way yeah. of being able to maybe transfer a feeling or feelings, if you will, into a, a different medium and being able to kind of let them have their space and then be done with them. I can't look right. back at those books because it's yeah, wild yeah. stuff. And I was like, yo. Yeah. And, um, yeah. but then being able to, use that 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 transition from being able to just kind of develop in those different areas like i want to create this and this is speaking for me i want to create this and this is speaking for me and now and mm -hmm. for the better part of the last you know 13 years i've used podcasting as that tool whether it be 
having whether it be just talking about the news and having a good time and yeah. making fun of different things or talking about something and talking with folks that are local and really being an activist and an advocate i hate using the word activist but that's the way that i'm trying to present it where i want to show people who are doing stuff here that i admire that i think are, are not getting their due and some people that are yeah. but people that aren't getting their due and showing baltimore yeah. as a as a place that has a lot of talent and i you know, just don't like that, that negative thing that's there. So that's the thing that I think kind of drives and influences this, this sort of work, because yeah. it's been years of listening to all types of just wild things. And it's like, that's not right. You know what? I can put my money where my mouth is at. Exactly. And, and I like what you said, because a lot of people don't get the process due to them. So what I do, I try to make, my, make sure everything that I do is different from, from everybody else. I try to make, it has to be something that stands out that says, hey, that's DJ's event. This DJ said it, you know, um, I cater towards the people who people don't look at. So if I find out that you're just starting your brand, I will feature you at my event. I'll say, I want you. I don't want the person that is already established. I want you because mm-hmm. I want to give you some exposure, you know, and it's all about, and they appreciate it. Yeah. I appreciate it too, just because I want to be a part, but I, I try to seek out the people who are just starting out or may not know where to go. Mm-hmm. And we can grow and build together. That's that's really what it's about. Um, and 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 that's and that's the thing that I really have gathered out of some of these conversations that mm-hmm. people are about community. And a lot of times, yeah. you know, other places don't really do that because it's it's maybe too many barriers, too many gatekeepers in that space. But when you have people are like, look. I'm I'm still starting, but I want to get you out there or I'm in a certain yeah, space, but yeah. I want to help you get out there. That's that's the way these things work. Yeah. So you, you mentioned uh, being an introvert. I'm kind of in the same spot. So with it, this, this is where this question comes from. You're, you're an introvert, but you're doing so many different things. Right. So how do you balance that time and your energy? Oh, my. So there, there's moments where I have to. When I'm focusing on something, you, uh, there's a moment of silence that I have to take away from everything. So like right now, I have an event coming up on Saturday and there's going to be a day, the day before or, or so, or the day two days before where I won't be uh, promoting it or anything. Yeah. Like you have to have that moment of silence um, so that you can kind of regroup yourself, especially if you're an introvert, because it can be, it can be a, a bit much. You got people contacting you, you got phone going off. It's like, Oh my God, I just want to shut it down, you know? So um, yeah, you have to have balance because you also have to also make sure that you're still pushing and making sure that everything flows the way it's supposed to and that you are handling things in a professional way or just business minded. So there are times where I I don't have a choice where it's like, you know what? I'm going to have to answer this call. I got to go to this meeting. Like I got to do this. And then once it's, then just get it out of the way. Cause then once it's over, then I can kind of take some time to myself. And that's so important for me because if I, if I don't take time to myself and take that time, I will lose it. <laughs> I will lose it. And I'm a person where once I lose it, like I'll get really quiet and then people get like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, I don't say anything. Like I just need a minute. So I try to avoid that. So I, I you gotta, yeah, you gotta have that balance or things get chaotic, especially dealing with an introvert who has extrovert tendencies. And yep. it's about pleasing, uh, bringing people together and pleasing people and making sure that they're, they're good. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where I, having those similar tendencies, and thank you for sharing. I think that's important to uh, be able to set that time. It's like I need to I need to take this time yeah. for myself. Um, yeah. 
I, I go back to one of the last things is, and what I have one that's coming up where doing a, a live podcast, like in front of people, I like being able to, if I screw something up, I can at least go back and kind of clean it up. And like, Oh, I said, um, too many times or yeah. whatever. But when it's in person, it's like, I'm going to say something stupid, aren't I? Like incredibly stupid. And it just pops in my head. And I, I don't, but it's just that extra layer because it matters to me. And you, yeah. you give yourself these different naysayer sort of things and you catastrophize and all of these different things. This is going to turn out terribly. Yeah. Um, and also, and I don't know if you run into this, but with all the things that you're doing, I run into mm-hmm. this uh, on occasion where I try to create scarcity um, to mm-hmm. have that balance because it's like you do a lot of different stuff and it's like, you know what, let me just pull myself out. Like when people take a break for social media, I take a break from my work to be able to, yes. to recharge in that way. And it might yes. be a week. It might be two, whatever. Yes. I, I've done that. I just recently did that. Not know, not knowing that. So every year, even before the year starts, I always, every month or so, I always, I like think, <laughs> I mean, make a quote or something like that. And I said, I look back at some of my, some of my quotes and what did I say? I just posted it earlier. It was like, you know, 2021 is going to be this, it's going to be that. And you speak those things and then once they officially happen, it's like, oh, oh shit, you know, like we're here. So I just took, it's pretty, I just took a 30 to 60 day detox from social media, mm-hmm. not knowing that I would have been communicating with you, not knowing I would have been having this event and the other things that are coming ahead. Cause every month I'm booked now, which yeah. I'm truly grateful for, but I needed that time to prepare for the future, which is now. Yeah. So having taken that time to detox, like people were concerned because they didn't see me post anymore. They were like, is everything okay? You know, and there were certain people I did contact. I said, you know, I'm not on social media and I didn't miss it. It wasn't, you know, it was, it was something I could go without. Yeah. And my phones were like not blowing up until maybe like three weeks later, people were like, oh my God, okay, what's going on? And then once I got back one, people were like, oh my God, I'm so glad you're back. <laughs> Now I did prepare people. I said, I'm going to be going on a detox. They were like, oh my God, who am I going to watch? You know, but I had to do that. Like I said, not knowing what the future was going to hold. And here we are. And that was so needed. And I am going to do it again. I probably did again in December. Yeah. Yeah. Or especially my birthday month in January. I know I'm going to be. January when? That month, 23rd. Okay. Gang, 20th. Yeah. I'm I'm in Aquarius. And and yeah, you're a Capricorn. I'm on a cusp. Yeah. You're. Yeah, you're on the cusp. I lay, I'm specific, specifically the cusp. <laughs> yeah, you are. No, you are. Yeah, because yeah. on the 21st is when. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. you're on the cusp. So I, well, I let you slide, you know. So, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, so usually January, my birthday month, like yeah. no matter where I am, whether I'm working or whatever, um, I take that entire month to myself. So I know it's coming um, and I'm going to need it. And it's important. It feels great when you do it. Like, you know, you don't realize it, how much you how much you need it until you need it. Yeah. You know? I, I, I ran into this thing. I, I, cause I do three podcasts. I do this outside. I do two outside of this one oh, and wow. they're all different. Like um, one is very time sensitive and I, I've kind of taken a little bit of a step back to kind of recalibrate on that one. Um, yeah. So it's like, you know, I'll record it on a Thursday, have it out that Tuesday because it's news, it's current events. Whereas the other two, this one and uh, the movie review one that I do, I kind of can put them out when I want and kind of stick to a schedule, but batch record. But each has different requirements and so on. And, you know, I I find that, you know, I've been doing it for a while. And when I am not doing it 
and it's like, uh, let me just take a break from it. Let me put the microwave or whatever. It's almost yeah. like I'm a junkie. It's like, I need it. I need it. Where's the microphone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but I think some of the other components, the, the social media piece, or even sometimes going out there and, and being seen, because that's, that's a thing that, and again, I'm appreciative and all of that good stuff, but that's a thing that I, it's new to me. I, you know, for the most part, I've been doing yeah. my thing on the low right, and right. you to do it more publicly you you yeah. run into people's energies. You run into things. It's yeah. like oh god, the timer goes off. The introvert timer goes off. It's like yeah. huh, I gotta go to this yeah, this art gallery. Let me, yeah, let me get the hell right. out of here. Yeah, you're right. It, it that you said that because it's one thing to be behind the scenes like how we are right now, but then when you get to the public, it's like okay, now I'm directly with people. Mm-hmm. I have to really protect my energy and my peace. I have to be mindful of who I want to do this and that with, and then. I'm like, I don't know if you're like me, I watch how people move. So I'll see certain things and I'll be like, I may not say anything right then there. But when the event is over, uh, not some of the time they'll probably be blocked or I'll make them aware like, hey, I didn't like this, this, that. And yeah. we won't do business together again. You know, I don't do business with everybody. But even when it comes to people who are attending, mm-hmm. like for instance, the event coming up, there are tickets. And I told people to send their names. Yeah. That way I, I have a, I know who's coming. I don't, I don't like surprises, so to speak. Uh-huh. So um, when you have that, you kind of prepare yourself so you know, like just in case somebody pops up that you don't want there, you know, ahead of time, you know what I'm saying? So you can say, hey, nope, they can't be there. So you already, you know, you already got it settled. And it's just like, yeah, no, we're not doing that. Whereas other things like people just, they're open to the public and anybody can show up. I'm like, mm-mm, no, nah, once you, <laughs> as you continue to elevate and you grow, yeah. nah, you, things start to have to be uh, exclusive and invite only, yeah. you know, because of your your space and your peace. So, you know, it's, it's nothing personal, but it's like you tell people like, hey, we're, we're elevating over here and this is about to be a guest only kind of thing. Like, and then you think about the future because I don't know for some people, but you don't want to be the same place you are right now, no. like in the next year, or next month. So as you progress, there will come a point where it's going to have to be guestless because there's going to be so many people coming from left and right for whatever that you do because they're like, oh my God, you're going to be there. You're going to be there every time they're on it and they're spreading yeah. the word and, so then you really got to start, yeah, yeah, cutting things off a little bit. But it's to protect your your energy and your space and your peace and your time. And especially, like I said, being introvert, you have to do that. So that that is, I don't I don't know if it's a challenge per se. I, I think for at least for me, there's a way that you you can get energy. It's, it's energy ultimately. You can let it serve you, or you can let it like take you down. Yeah. So. If that is your challenge for sake of argument, how do you overcome the challenges of being an artist, right? Poet, dancer, all these things um, while working behind the scenes and kind of juggling those other things to kind of make events happen and help people get their brand out there. How do you marry the two kind of things? I mean, you can do promotion and all of that stuff for yours and those things kind of go hand in hand. But when you're working on your stuff and someone's like, Hey, can you take a look at this? How do you, how do you balance those? Um, you gotta think about it. Like, you gotta look at the long-term goal of it. Mm-hmm. So there may be a moment where I have to take some time aside where I could be like right now, focus fully, like on my, my, any events that I have coming up and then we're, and then this um, stuff was like flying around. And then um, someone else is like, they're like a, uh, I can't think of the word right now, but not a distraction, but like 
it's like extra. So mm-hmm. in comparison to what you're doing. So it's like, do I take time out to hear what they're saying to pour, pour into them? Because I have to pour it into my own stuff yeah. first. And I want to be able to do it evenly. I don't want to uh, half-ass any of it. So there are moments where I have to tell people, hey, you know what? Let's just set up a time and day when I can fully focus on you, you know, versus me, like somebody calling me out. I'm in the middle of something and I'm trying to, to be on the phone or whatever and trying to give them my attention. And I really can't because I'm, my, my head and my mind is everything is every which way. So sometimes you can you can do something really quick. You pull somebody, pull somebody to the side and, and um, if they need like a flyer or something down, they need me some, some pointers. I have no problem setting aside time for it. Now, if I feel like I can't, then I would let them know and say, hey, you know what? I want to give you my undivided attention. So let's just set aside something, yeah. a different day or whatever. Um, there's always time. Like you can, I feel like you can always make time for people if it's something that you want to do. Yeah. Um, that's like, that's ultimately one of the things that's happened, like in, in doing this as long as I have. And you, you have people that you do stuff with and you have an idea of wh- wh- how solid are they, right? And in yeah. doing this particular podcast, you're now bringing yourself and opening yourself up to so many other people with their quirks and their different ways of doing things. And I'm, I will research you. Like there've been people that's like, yo, how the hell did you know about that? I was like, eh, I looked it up and yeah. I, I, I research, I do this different stuff. So yeah. I, I think going back to what I was saying earlier about that scarcity, you know, you see the, the work that you're putting in and then you'll have people cancel on last minute. And I understand that stuff comes up. Really. I do. And it's not, not at you, you know, you good, but some oh, people, no, yeah. but some people, they will do that thing where, it's just like, oh, my bad, bro. And I was like, you canceled after we, it, I was already on for 30 minutes or whatever, waiting for you. Oh, wow. or, and, it, you know, or like I it, it just got back to recording in a space like I run out a studio outside oh, of my yeah. home. So I, don't, I do it in person for some people on uh, the towards the end of the week. So usually I get that space on Thursdays and Fridays. Yeah. There have been people who, oh, I thought we were doing Zoom. It's like, well, when I sent you a physical address, I don't know if that was Zoom, you know. You know, and, and, and not to cut you off, but no, it's crazy ahead. because like you said, people people cancel. And I had an incident where, like I told people, you know, they don't know either on your end or my end what goes on behind the scenes. Right. And stuff like that happens. It's like all they see is the, the product, what will be put out. That's it. They don't see the people canceling, the, uh, the venue changes, and trying to adapt so that people are, are comfortable and happy. And it, it's it's a lot that comes with it. It's a lot, you know, and it's, and it's, but it can be done. It, it can be. And I, and I feel like I have kind of what you were saying, you can always make time. And I feel like I have an, an inordinate amount of energy. I think sometimes when I, I try to book up my week that I have a few that I'm recording just so I keep fresh. Cause I, I like to be one of those people that I'm not a podcast and I do one pun once a month. I like to yeah. regularly podcast because it's yeah. flexing the muscle. Yeah. And, um, Cause you know, you can encounter some people who got nothing and you're trying to like get gold out of them and they got nothing to yeah. say. And then you have other people who are just easy. You barely talk and yeah. you know, you try to balance those, but you don't really know how to navigate if you're not regularly doing it and doing it with different personality types. Yeah. So I would imagine the same thing kind of operates when you're dealing with um, different guests or different venues. So mm-hmm. give, give me an idea, like, how it looks like you would approach maybe potential guests or um, a venue as far as like you want to do an event there. Run that by me. Okay. So usually 
Um, I go if, if first I'll usually like address some people that I know, see what connections they have. Then they may refer me. And then once someone finds out that they're the ones that refer me, they, they'll automatically connect me because they're like, oh, someone's referred me. So that, that's a good reference. You know, mm-hmm. if I don't have a reference, I will do my, do my research, look them up, look at any events that they've had, any hashtags that are attached to them. Mm-hmm. So that way I can see, you know, their follow and what type of crowd that they serve and um, how long they've been in business because Every, some people will only be business if you've been in business for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. That I do. But then there are some people that, like I said, just started out. I'm going to use their stuff because I want people to know, like, hey, this is a great space. This is this. This is that. And because that's how that's how they grow. That's how yeah. you know, I grow. But that's definitely how they grow. They get that exposure. So um, and when it comes to guests, I have a certain crowd of people for certain types of things. And people are like, what do you mean? I said, there are a certain type of people a certain type of group that would want to come to this. There's a certain type of group that want to come to that. And then there's that one set of group of people that will come to anything. Yeah. So when you kind of know your people, mm-hmm. and especially as it expands, like uh, everything has just expanded over the last three weeks just because of this one event. So now I have a, now I have to add these extra people to this list uh, of guests that I'm used to seeing. And that may link me to something else, something else. But it's like, now I have to take that all in. Yeah. And what people don't realize is... Um, after you do, after, after everything's said and done, when it's all over, you put all your energy into it. You have to have that moment where you take time away because, believe it or not, once it's over, you may feel like you're still on a high. Yeah. But once you calm down, you crash. will crash. <laughs> you will crash and there's nothing you can do about it. So unless you take the time, you're like, you know what, after it's over, I'm going on vacation or whatever I'm going to do. Yeah. Like you have to do it or you're, or you're going to crash. So... But the more people, the more energy, the more that's taken out of you, the more that's required of you. So you have to just be able to, like we talked about earlier, you got to have that balance. Mm-hmm. Got to have it. So I read that you're, and we talked about it a little bit before, the apparel owner. So you're being an apparel owner. So from your standpoint, um, since you're still in that kind of finalizing, planning now, finishing stages, um, speak on the role that you think social media plays in fashion today, specifically locally. Oh. I love it. So uh, I love it because before there was social media, you had to like read the catalog, hope, hope for you. you. You couldn't see certain things that were out of the country or whatever. The person next door was head on to you. But now people have this way of, like I said, it goes back to from being a poet to a dancer to, to even a uh, just a fashion model. They don't have to speak. They just their attire speaks for them. Yeah. And I'm big on fashion and uh, allowing it to to be expression of who I am. So whatever I wear outside is expression of who I am on the inside, if that makes sense. Yeah. So um, I love it. I think social media has allowed us to have a little bit more growth, a little bit more opportunity, a little bit more flexibility to sure. reach beyond boundaries. So like, let's just say I make a post and I have this on or whatever. And I just hashtag all that, hashtag 90s, hashtag this, yeah. and decide to hashtag somebody out of the country, like Italy or whatever. So all these people that are linked to those hashtags, they start looking at it. Whereas before, that wasn't possible. Now I've allowed access to other people. And that may lead to them saying, hey, I want you to be a model for this. And now here I am in another country. You know what I'm saying? So social media plays a big role in how you market. There's so many different ways. And you can monetize it as well. As long as you use the sources, and you don't always have to, to pay. People think you got to pay. Them. No, you just got to. You can follow a couple of people that have already been doing it. Mm-hmm. Listen to their, their IG reels and, and stuff like that. And 
write stuff down and be like, you know what? Okay, they did say this. All right, let me see if I can do it myself. Mm-hmm. But those hashtags are a lifesaver. Like I'm getting ready to actually change some of my hashtags. I'm using the same ones for a certain while, but now I'm going to change. Uh, you only allow 30. Yeah. So I'm going to change 29 of them because usually mine, one of them is mine. Yeah. So I'm going to change them and I'm going to see the type of crowd that that attracts. And that may attract even more people. And then doing the reels, being consistent, like how you said about the podcast, you got to be consistent. So with IG reels, a lot of people don't know how to use it. Like, it's just like editing. It's like, it's like the mini version of being a director because you can actually go on there and you do the effects, you do the time, you do the, the speed. And it's fun to me. It's yeah. fun once you do it right. And then once you release it, people are like, oh my God, that is so cool. How did somebody say, can you show me how to do it? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can show you. I just kind of played around with it, but it was so cool to me. But doing stuff like that, people look for that. Like, believe it or not, even if they may not follow your page, every time you post a reel, um, you can see the amount of viewers that have seen it. Mm-hmm. I had one post of like 2,000. I don't know those people, 2,000 people. And yeah. that led that to eventually you do it enough. Out of those 2,000 people, like maybe a hundred will start following it. Like, you know, just gotta be consistent. Like I mm-hmm. post every once in a while. I'm actually gonna start doing it more, like once a week. And um, cause I think it's fun, but social media can be good or bad. Mm-hmm. It depends on how you use it. And you know, it's your platform. You can do whatever you want with it. Now, of course there are rules and stuff like that, but you can get around, you can get around with stuff like that, depending on how you post. And then not only that, using the, the uh, I don't know if you do it, but like I tag people. Yeah my stories i may not show their name but i tag them and then having them share and share it's just a chain reaction and then people are like hey i saw some so-and-so page so that's another a word of mouth yeah you know so it's all types of ways i think it's great social media is great some people think think it's bad but i said it depends on which you're the crowd that you follow the crowd that you create mm-hmm. that will determine how good or bad it is you know i don't i don't think there's any any really anything bad with social media i think that it allows people to be themselves, even if they are different and they may not be how you would like them to be or their viewpoints are different. It's still the best form of expression. A lot of people to be themselves for the most part. I agree with that. Yeah. And I, mm-hmm. and I think um, even having the function of you, you're able to shop and you see the ads pop up. Yeah. They, they're a little annoying sometimes, but yet on occasion you do run into something like, Oh, that's kind of cool. Or wow. What are they wearing? And yeah, yeah what you're, what you were describing. Uh, so I have a, like, three more questions and then we'll be wrapping up here. Uh, now we get to this weirder question. Okay. Uh, what is your most unusual talent? And, or, yeah, I'll, I'll give you the option. Most unusual talent, or what is a talent that you do not possess, but wish you had? Boom. <laughs> unusual? I, I don't, because, uh, you know... I'm what just I regular. define as unusual, people <laughs> um, may define as unusual. Um, like, I talk about, do you know that I can uh, ballroom dance? I did not know that. So people have seen me dance in other forms like ballet, tap, but ballroom was actually something I picked up when I was in college. And it is, it, to me, it happens to be the best form of dancing ever because it requires, so... In, in ballroom dancing, whether you're doing the waltz, foxtrot, the merengue, the tango, the cha-cha, all those things, you have to have someone that can lead and you have someone that has to follow, yeah. like literally. So when everybody's watching, they think you're just like, you rehearse this stuff. No. So there are steps. So you can talk with the person and say, for instance, uh, I think foxtrot is slow, quick, quick. So when I say that that's a language, slow, yeah. quick, quick means there's a slow step and a quick, quick, quick step. So like left, right, left, like that kind of thing. Yeah. And 
then you have the person that's leading you. So they start with their left, but you start with your right. And depending on their hand gesture, whether it's on your back yeah. or how they push you, will determine what you do. So you have to feed off each other. Yeah. But the audience doesn't know that. And <laughs> I think it's the the most amazing, amazing thing. That's really cool. I just learned something. I can't dance. Uh, you can do that. If you, I, <laughs> that I'm sure you can do. I am a lot bigger than I look in person. So I just okay. like, I'm six, four and I look like, like a monster. It's like, Oh, let's, let's do this. Like, uh, 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 uh. And it's like, and, and I don't lead. Cause it's like, look, I'll follow. <laughs> well, then you need someone that can lead. And, and, um, the fun thing about it is like with, with that dancing, it can, it can be a uh, male and female, two women, two men, whatever, whoever can lead. Yeah. Like, and you have to really be able to follow. Okay. So there are moments where this this uh, displays your character and who you really are. So there are moments where I'm like, I might do something else. And they're like, they whisper and they're like, let me lead. You know, so you gotta, you have to, so now this is the part where you have to actually let yourself go mm-hmm. and really, now sometimes you gotta do it because they about to make you look stupid. That's an Aquarius yeah. thing, by the way, right there. You know, so, huh? That's an Aquarius thing right there. It's like, yeah. now I'm doing my own thing. It's like, yeah, one yeah. of us has to lead well. Yes. You know, if, if they're a good dance partner, I will let them lead. If, as long as they know what they're doing. If they start, they look a little iffy, I'm taking the lead. And even though I'm even though I'm following, I'm taking the lead in a certain way. Like, yeah. they, that the audience can't see, but you and I will know. So, yeah. That takes familiarity too. I I definitely dig it. It's yes. like I know what I'm doing in this space, and I've been around like dancers, and they'll like mention certain things that you know from like just experience. It's like this person can't dance; they don't know what they're doing. And like, what do you mean they look great? They ain't doing shit. Um, yeah. So these are the last two. Um, what do you value more, and why? Uh, friends or collaborators? Collaborators. It, it, okay. Uh, friends. I don't believe in friends. Um. And that has happened over the course of the years. Wow. I don't believe in the word friends. I don't believe in the word best friends. I believe in associates and people who are like family. And it doesn't mean biological. So family are people who have earned that over the years where they started off as an associate and they prove themselves to be worthy to be family. Associates are people who want to be friends who have proved themselves to just be associates. And the people who want to be friends, they have not proven themselves in a way that they can earn it and show that they really know the true meaning of a friend. Um, People use that word too lightly, Mm -hmm. but collaborators are people that can be associates, a stranger, anything, and you can grow and build from that. Whereas people who are attached to a particular label, Mm -hmm. um, you cannot always grow with them because they're so attached to that thing. Like, well, I'm your friend, so I should get Mm -hmm. in free. I'm your friend, (laughs) so how are you going to do me like that? Like, first of all, let's strip the labels. People that know me know I'm not a label person. So let's strip the labels. Let's just say you are you and I am me. um, And you're not getting in free, you know? So it's like, um, then you you get to see who really supports you for whatever you do. You know what I'm saying? When they don't have those labels attached to them. So um, <laughs> collaborators for me. Okay. Yeah. I dig that. That's, that's, that's well articulated because uh, you run into it. My thing is I, I will support what people are doing. And then also I'm real honest with it. I was like, look, if I fucks with what you're doing, please yeah. know that I'm bringing two or three people with me. Yeah. So act accordingly. So people right. will in, in spots like, yo, this is on the house or, appreciate you coming. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of how that thing goes. 
But then as soon as stuff starts getting funky, I'm not going to lie and say that, oh, yeah, man, that's still cool. It's like, no, I left them because their business practices were flawed or they got yes. they started acting wild. And yeah. I will tell those people that I've that I've endorsed this place. I will tell the people that I brought. This is what my experience is. Maybe yours is different. That's I look at it from what I bring in a scenario to yes. it. And you're yeah. right. People will yeah, people want to know what you want to, what you're bringing. People but will yeah. abuse that, that terminology of friend and, and so on. And I've had people who would conflate, like, you know, you know, you shouldn't do business with friends. And I've had to learn that over the last year and just friends I've been with for 15, 20 years, just dip. Oh, yeah, you, you're and, doing bigger things. Yeah. All right, it, peace. It, <laughs> It's, it's crazy, you know, and then there's some people you can't even say anything. You just have to leave them where they are. Yeah. And I do that often. Like there's some people I don't say a word because it's like for what? So this can be an ongoing uh, exchange of energy and frustration. No, no, no. So I just kind of move quietly. You got to bless and release. You know, other people I will say something like they say don't, don't, don't do business with friends. I have a, well, she was a significant, she's still significant actually, just not in the way that she was before. So she's still significant in that sense. Yeah. And we still do business. And I don't do that with other people. But because she has proven herself to, in, in certain ways with the title or without the title to still be the same, yeah. then that's why I hold it to a, a certain level. But anybody else that has crossed my path, it's like, uh-uh, nope, once we're done, where it is, relationship, whatever it is, we're done. Like, you know what? I hope you enjoyed those that time and those benefits because now they're over. All right. Last question I have, and I think I already know the answer. And this is a segue, actually. So okay. I hope you're paying attention to this. It's a segue. Uh, what's your motto? My motto? Yeah. DJ said it. Dang. That was a segue. That was a segue. Yeah, DJ said it. Uh-huh. So with that, that will be my segue to invite you to shamelessly plug whatever you want to plug, brand ambassador, promoter. Let's go. Oh, promoter. Dancer, entrepreneur, brand ambassador, collaborator, visionary, um, writer, author, producer. Um, I think that's it for right now. I think the list is going to go on and on as time goes on. But um, everything that falls on that, that umbrella, event planner, all the stuff falls under DJ Set It. And what I like about it is that it has a kind of a thing to it. Because if somebody say, well, who said that? And they're like, DJ said it. They're like, oh, well, I know it's good. I know it's going to be this. So I, yeah. that, that's, that's, that's my thinking on it. Like, even when the apparel drops, yeah. I'm, I'm going to let you know. Um, I know it's going to be a hit. Like, and not even on, like, anything, like, a cocky kind of thing. Yeah. But it's, like, more of a, when you know you know the value of what you're about to release. Yeah. Yeah. It, it just has that, that thing. And that's why I haven't released it just yet. But I can assure you, it will be released at the latest, my birthday month. That may be the month where I just release everything that I have been working on behind the scenes, aside from events and all that stuff, all the, the personal stuff, and release it and just watch it take off and yeah, build from there. So social media, all of that good stuff, where can they check you out? Keep an eye oh, on yeah, what you're you doing, yeah. Um, if you type in, if you go on Instagram, type in hashtag DJ said it, you can find me there. All the stuff that I've ever done is, is on there. That's the easy, a quick way to find me. Or you can actually type in uh, the at symbol and live, L-I-V-E, the number four, life, L-I-F-E, 23. Of course, 23 is my birthday. So live for life 23. And um, 
they can follow me then on Facebook. Eh, we'll deal with that later. Because <laughs> that's more that's more of a, a, a personal thing. Then they'll, they'll know my actual name. But I I do go by DJ. And before I close out, DJ also because not because I'm ashamed of, of my birth name, but because it goes it matches my identity and how I identify. It's neither feminine nor masculine. Mm-hmm. Um, it also and my pronouns are actually them they theirs. That's another topic for another day. But um. I'm not offended if anybody says she or her, like I'm not, I'm not that kind of person, but I do let people know. So they'll know how to, to approach. And then if they need to learn about it, they can. Um, but yeah, so DJ said it, hashtag DJ said it, or at live for life 23, you can find me there. And as time goes on, there will be other ways you can reach me on other platforms like TikTok. I haven't done TikTok yet. Uh, I'm a person who likes to wait, <laughs> I wait a few, and then I decide to, if I'm going to invest. Yeah. So, yeah, that'll be next. But it'll be the same thing. It'll be the same. And, and if you go on Facebook, actually, if you type in hashtag DJ said it, it will still pop up. There you have it. So um, I want to thank you, DJ, for popping up on the podcast. This has been a lot of fun. And I'll close out. So for DJ, DJ said it, all of that. Check it out. Hashtags, all of that stuff. I am Rob Lee saying it is art in and around Baltimore. You just got to look for it.